Welcome to Tuesdays with Andrea. It's the inspiration station for everyday people guiding humanity forward. I'm your host, Andrea Rios McMillan, and every week I pursue conversations that matter with people who can relate to the common struggles we all face. You'll get to know the person behind the profession and find commonality with people of all ages, cultures, and backgrounds. Listen as friends, neighbors, and coworkers offer meaningful, personal explorations of modern life and the values we hold dear, all for the purpose of strengthening and uplifting others. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Welcome to season three. I can't believe it's season three already, but I'm so glad you are joining me for the ride. I'm your host, Andrew Rios McMillan, and this is the podcast where I have illuminating conversations with inspiring people. The purpose of this podcast is to strengthen community and uplift humanity. And I do this by focusing on the perspective of diverse people with diverse thoughts, people who are genuinely interested in understanding the journey of someone else and looking to learn from another's experience. I also invite um, conversations that share passions and share what we're interested in. Part of the purpose of of this podcast for me was to cultivate a digital collection of life-giving values um, and beliefs, something that I'm proud to share with my kids or I want my coworkers to see or I want my friends to see or my future grandkids to see that lives through the ages. uh, Because I believe, and I know I'm curious and I'm want to be an open-minded neighbor. And so how can I do that in my everyday life better? Um, And most importantly, to activate the power within us. Ideally, think about the areas in our lives that teach us the greatest lessons. What insights did we gain? Who's helped us along the way? And what might we be able to offer someone else going through something similar? And that's the purpose of this podcast. So as we travel together through space and time, let's gather some data and talk to some people and focus on their journey and not the destination. And uh, throughout the season, we'll focus on some common themes and relevant topics. But this podcast is for the the seekers out there, the nightlights who are willing to shine bright in the dark and wave and share who they are and who are willing to serve as guides for the next person as a strong, visible post, because we all leave clues and let's find the helpers along the way and recognize the patterns in our lives. So, In today's episode, this first season kickoff episode, we're going to talk to Marlene Blazik. Welcome, Marlene Blazik, to the show. Thank you, Andrea. I'm honored to be here with you. Same. And Marlene is a web pioneer, editor-in-chief at Motivatus.com, and self-described rebel who is looking for a cause. And she found her calling in 1997 when she started Motivatus.com, which is a website where people share their best thoughts and help encourage others worldwide um, and to go for their dreams and to never give up. And Marlene, the reason why I'm so happy that you're here is because your website was inspiring for me when I was growing up in high school and I contributed to to your website and I looked it was like it was like my friend and <laughs> I loved hearing the thoughts and the perspectives of the people who would come and and contribute and there was diversity there was age range there was different backgrounds and insights and religions and cultures but yet everyone who went on that website was there for one common purpose to motivate mm-hmm. or to get motivated and that's what I loved yes You know, Andrea, it was an interesting start because I had absolutely no background in computers. I had no background in graphic design. 
And I hired on to a internet company in, in sales. Uh-huh. And my job was to go and help businesses with websites. So fine, I sold websites. And my boss said to me, oh, guess what? Now you have to learn how to code so that you can create the website. And as a result, I put together one little page where I would practice my HTML because he wouldn't let me use any tools. I had to learn it from scratch. And I would do one quote a day. And back in 1997, believe this or not, there were about 100,000 websites that were registered with Google. So my page each day had a motivational quote. And before you know it, I started getting emails to our company saying, wow, we really like this page. Would you add this quote? And finally, I said, hmm, okay, I see what's happening here. This is kind of like a venue. This is going to be a little living library of wisdom Mm -hmm. that everybody can contribute to because back then, who could afford a website? Yeah. Nobody. No, but guess what? You had it. I was, yeah, so I broke off. I got my domain name and one page turned into five pages, 25 pages. Today, we have well over... 4,500 pages and probably 2,000 daily quote pictures that I've put together with messages of hope, encouragement, food for thought, uh, and wisdom from a bevy of different types of people. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for doing that because I know what it's like to to rely on that when you need it. And in high school, when I was going, you know, you're just a living life, but trying to figure out who you are, who you are in the Mm -hmm. world and, and who else is out there. And it became a source of hope and inspiration and wisdom and collective wisdom. And that's what I appreciate about that. And I can't imagine how much time and effort and focus it required of you even to code from scratch in the beginning and to maintain and update even the categories and the Mm -hmm. archives. I I imagine it was incredibly um, time consuming, but probably a labor of love, I'm sure, too. Well, it was. And you know what? I started out very altruistic in this whole adventure, Andrea. I, I felt that it was really necessary. It was something that we needed because there's always been too much negative news. Uh, that is the focus of, of everybody's day. I mean, you wake up in the morning, you turn on the TV, there's nothing jumping out at you saying, wow, this is something fabulous that happened. And, yeah. you know, these are great people. So I built a community of like-minded people and never asked them for anything. I just, I just did it. And finally, in about 2007, I, I bit the bullet and started with some advertising on the site. So what do you do with that? You have this website, you still have all of these archives of, of data. What do you do with it now? Well, we find the best person who is uh, entrenched in data and uh, his name happens to be Hank Janicki. He mm-hmm. has been um, a data scientist, a data analyst. That's where he started out. And he helped me. He said, look, we were going to try and do this in WordPress. And we do use WordPress for part of the site. 
including these static HTML pages. But he's the kind of guy who says, you know what? If I have to do the same thing three times, I'm writing a rule. So he wrote rules to take my static content, put it into a shell of a template for WordPress. Mm -hmm. And I can still update the HTML pages like I used to while they still are involved in this shell of WordPress. It's something that nobody else is doing. Mm. So we are really innovators uh, on this aspect. And so anybody who has a huge website, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 pages and can't figure out how to do it because my data was never in a database. Okay. So how, so, so you, wow. Yeah. So yeah. one page, and you know, from reading the quotes, one page could have 75 quotes. Mm-hmm. So you have different aspects that have to go into a database. So do you copy paste this, that, blah, 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 blah. You know, you go a little crazy. You can't do that. You have to have some kind of automation. Mm-hmm. So that's what he brought to this. Uh, and we're not done yet. We're, we're experimenting. And, and you said you mentioned you started Motivate Us at your, at your job. And mm-hmm. how did it progress? Like, how did you just take off with it? Let's go back into some of the, the earlier days of starting it and how you knew this was where you wanted to spend your time. Well, you know, I've always been kind of one of those people I love to read. And I have probably 600 books in my library that I've read that are all about personal development, sales, marketing, Any business. Favorites? I love Yeah, I love business. Oh, probably one of my biggest favorites is The Magic of Thinking Big. I've always loved that book. Yeah. Always loved it. Dale Carnegie, John Maxwell, Les Brown. Sounds like my list. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we have a lot of the same books. But I um, I always appreciated talking with people, trying to make them feel comfortable in my previous careers. I was uh, in the bar business for about 15 years. I was a bartender and my dad owned a bar when I was a kid. So I was always around adult people Mm -hmm. uh, as a child. And then from the bar business, I went into the car business. I sold cars and trucks uh, for five years in the eighties when no women, uh, yeah, no women were selling cars and I loved it. I loved it because, you know, I had the attitude, well, if somebody's coming to the dealership, they're probably going to want to buy something. And some of the other salespeople would go, oh, they're just kicking the tires. They have nothing better to do. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. But okay, I'm going to go and help these people. So I never really sold anybody anything. I always helped them buy something. You know, uh, I didn't want to ever, I don't know. I don't like when people start with the selly, selly type of thing. You know, I'm old yeah. enough. I could make up my own mind. Mm-hmm. So, but I like after, how you made that distinction. I didn't sell them anything. I helped them buy something. Yeah, people that love is, to buy. That people love to buy, and people love help when they're buying stuff. They don't yeah. like to be sold. You're right. That is a yes. great distinction. You didn't sell something. You helped them buy. Right. Exactly. And uh, I did really well. I was, you know, the number one salesperson there, and. I think I had had enough because, you know, it was pretty constrictive. You had to be there at a certain time in the morning. 
there was really no family life because we worked two nights a week till nine o'clock. But if the client was there and wanted to buy something, it could be 10 o'clock by the time I was ready to go home. Mm-hmm. So after that, that's when I went into the quote unquote internet business. I'm working for an ISP. So we mm-hmm. sold networking services and we sold web services. And uh, this Hank Janicki was one of the owners. He was one of the owners. So he was my mentor. And believe it or not, here we are, married for six years now. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's been a, uh, an incredible ride to be with somebody that uh, is that smart. I can keep up with them and I'm competitive as heck. <laughs> so, Wait, so married for six years? Yeah, and together for over 20. Wow. What made you guys marry after what, 15 years? Or- well, he's he's one of these guys that, you know, he has a certain set of ethics. And when the dot-com bust happened back in before uh, 9-11, mm-hmm. that kind of shook things up. We were a small, independent, um, uh, entrepreneurial company. And the dot-com bust really hurt a lot of our customers. So a lot of them were not really buying any more services. They wanted to see what was going to happen. Then when 9-11 hit, everything stopped. Mm -hmm. And we ended up, we had to close our business. So we had some debt and Hank took it upon himself and said, look, I'm going to pay this off. I was like, you don't have to do that. He goes, no, I do have to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did. I mean, he worked very diligently to pay off this money. And he said, you know, once we have this all paid off and we're going to get married. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Adios. Um, <laughs> but it happened. He kept his and promise. <laughs> he kept his promise. And it was really a, a very joyous day. You know, oh. it was a culmination of a lot of things and I'm very happy with my decision to marry him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's pretty happy with me too. Oh, I'm sure he is with your energy and, and your ability to motivate. <laughs> well, he's, he's probably more of a motivator than I am. I think you should interview him. Really? Be, oh yeah. This guy started out, um, he was wanted to be uh, involved in the airline industry. So he went to a high school in Detroit where it was half time at the high school and half time at the airport. So he was going to, he graduated as a A&P, which is an airplane mechanic and got hired. So he thought uh, by Braniff, he was going to go to Oklahoma state. And after graduation from high school, he went out there and Braniff filed for bankruptcy. So here he was like, oh my gosh. So he saw some ad on TV about some computer training, called his parents and said, hey, can I come back to Detroit and do this? And they were like, yeah. So probably within about, I think he said three or four months, maybe more, but maybe less. He was actually ahead of the instructor. Mm-hmm. Had wow. never touched computers before. He just has this natural affinity and he's curious. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he has been an entrepreneur for over 30 years. He hasn't worked for anybody else. 
his job is to go in and help companies that have problems come up with viable solutions, implement them, and then move to the next company. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he he would blow your mind with his knowledge of technology. I'm not kidding you. Oh, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. But so do you. I mean, you're a pioneer and you were practicing technology and coding even when women weren't heavily in the industry yet, right? I mean, my work right now, a lot of times is encouraging more women to get involved in tech because there is a disparity and we're, you know, it's 2021. Uh, You were doing this 30 years ago and 15, well, I don't know. It'll be 25 years next year. 25 years ago. And that's incredible to be able to, I think, and also resourceful. And then it takes a lot of of adaptability to be able to learn so fast and, and the technology is constantly changing. And like you said, the coding, there's advances and new languages that are um, coming out and you, you ran with it and, and then able to create and develop a platform that means so much to so many people around the world. Yes. And, and, you know, it's really amazing. Um, sometimes, you know, when you, when you've been doing something for a long time, it becomes automatic to you and it's, not as big of a deal as it is for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I always get a kick and I, I get inspired and, and humbled. So amazingly uh, frequent when people will just send me a little note and say, wow, I really liked your site. I really feel comfortable. Um, you know, I wanted it to be a place where you shut off most of your other media. Uh, you shut off Facebook, Twitter, everything. And you go there and you just read, you can relax. Nobody is going to intrude on your life. And I have people that have signed up for my, my email that have been coming to the website for 20 years. Who does that? Who goes to that website for 20 years? I do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing to me. What, what are your favorite? I mean, that's how we, we connected because what, about two years ago, one year ago, uh, I was going through this stage right before I launched the podcast where I'm like, uh, I just wanted to let people know what they mean to me now. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and, and I'm going through lists of like, who's made an impact. And I, the website came, I'm like the website. And so then I went to the website. I'm like, who's the person behind the website? I mean, that. <laughs> I'm thinking, I look at motivators.com as like, oh, and I forgot there's a person behind there that's running it. And then I look on LinkedIn and find you and then just shoot you a message. And, you know, it's like meeting a kindred spirit, but in, you know, like across the country and we've never met before, but I feel like I know you and I feel like we, we have the same interests and the same Uh um, goals for what we want to do with the world and our place in it. Yes. to me, that's refreshing. <laughs> it is. Um, you know, I, I love people. I, I have the attitude of I trust people until I can't trust them. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, I, they will have to prove to me I can't trust them. So I go into it with really an open mind. I don't really care what religion you are. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care what you're beliefs are, they could be totally opposite of mine, but if you're a good person and you're kind and you are willing to help somebody out, then you're okay. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, I have people from Iran of all places that have contributed. Yeah. India, India, they call me Motivadius. That's the name <laughs> of the website there. Um, any place that speaks English uh, right now, I have people from there. Papua New Guinea, who comes from there? You know, um, some of the other exotic islands. And I kind of smile, like, how did you even find us? The internet, (laughs) right? The internet, yes, yes. Yeah. So what are people looking for? And do you have favorite entries or entries that really stick out to you? Oh, I do. Um, The Thoughts of the Day page is one of our most popular pages because it encompasses um, a conglomeration of all sorts of feelings. And I never realized it until Hank said something to me about two or three years ago. He said, do you realize that the quotes that you select, the stories you select, really kind of are a reflection of how you're feeling that day? And I said, no, I never really thought about it that way, but I guess it's right. So I have so many favorite stories. Um, One of them uh, was a story about Uh, carrying emotional baggage around. And so this person portrayed it like waiting at the train station. And the conductor is like, well, you can't take all that stuff with you. If you can't let it go, then you can't get on the train. And today I was thinking about that. I had started out with a different quote for my daily quote. And of course I had used it before. So I was like, oh my God, you know, what's wrong with me? And I have all this data, you know, so, you never, so you never repeat quotes. Um, I do repeat occasionally. I had to do that when um, my mom got sick and she passed away and I had to take care of uh, my handicapped brother uh, for about a year. And I was devastated when she died. It was not expected. And within about four months, I, my older brother Uh, passed away in California. And uh, I had gotten a call that he needed some help. And so I just got on a plane and went out there with no return ticket. How old were you with this? Was this recent? Was this recent? It was 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I went out there and he was in really bad shape. And uh, within about three and a half weeks, he passed away. So I was glad I could be with him. I was also with my mom when this happened to her. Mm-hmm. And you say, what did he pass away from illness? Yes. Was yes. this the he brother had, that had the addiction? Yes, it was. Oh. He had um, alcoholism. Okay. And had yeah. deteriorated his liver. And the only thing that could save him would be a liver transplant. But alcohol has an insidious way with uh, many people that it starts to affect their thinking. You know, you're losing some of the brain cells. And I'm a firm believer that nobody wants to be an alcoholic. I mean, come on, they just don't. Uh, It happens and you have to deal with it. So he, the doctors told him, the only way you could do this is if you had a transplant. And uh, he said, no, I don't, I'm not gonna do that. Because in his mind, he thought they were trying to get money. Yeah. 
So that's a hard yeah. thing to go through. That's a very hard thing to go through and process, especially when you're down there physically with them, trying to be with them in the moment when they're at their worst. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, my mom had died previously in September of 2015. Hank and I had gotten married in May of 2015. So luckily she was at the wedding. My handicapped brother was my best. He was the guy who gave me away because my dad's been dead for a long time. And uh, then getting the call at the beginning of the year in 2016 that my brother was in bad shape. Um, It was a lot. So yes, during those points in times, I repeated some of the quotes and the pictures (laughs) that I just, I I was just wounded. Mm. I was wounded. Was it a surprise for you to go through that phase and that period of like being wounded and you've seen other people being wounded or going through similar grief on Mm -hmm. your website, right? Like people are posting and sharing and connecting. How did that going through that experience change you or what did it reveal to you that you didn't already know prior? It gave me a a greater appreciation for the frailty of the human experience that life is very precious and the moments that you get, you should make the best of them. Make the best of them. Mm -hmm. But it taught me that at that point, I didn't, I felt like I didn't know anything, you know, Mm -hmm. all this craziness was happening and I, I had a, a long, I had to process it. I mean, quite a bit. I really had to process what was the meaning? What am I supposed to learn from this? With my mom having passed away and my special needs brother had lived with her his whole life. Here he was at the age of, I want to say 50 or 52. And I ended up calling his case manager and his support coordinator said, what do I do? I said, do I just like rip this guy out of the house that he's known his whole life and move him to my house in Waterford, which is 35 miles away and away from all that he knows. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, you know, if you can keep him right there and let him continue with his routine and let him process the grief because you'll be there for him. And I said, okay, so I would, he was working three days a week and on the days he was working, the night before we'd drive to his house, he'd go to work. I would either bring my laptop with me or I would drive back to my house. He'd come home at 3.30 in the afternoon. I'd drive out there, meet him. We'd have dinner, watch a little TV, go to bed, get up in the morning, he'd go to work. And mm-hmm. that would play out throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So we did this until we put her house up for sale. And then he went to go live with one of my other brothers who lives about 50 miles away from me. Mm. So I would process it on my drives from my mom's house to my house in the morning when I would watch the planes in the sky and they would leave these beautiful trails. And Mm. it just reminded me that she was there. My mom will always be with me. Uh, Same way with my brother, Um, just in a different form. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just in a so, different form. Yeah. 
Okay. You know, we're all made up of energy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And ener- you, you can't get rid of energy. It doesn't yeah. go away. Isn't that the law of physics, right? Can't be created or destroyed. Yeah. So where does exactly. it go? It's around it goes us? to a, a different plane, I guess. <laughs> you know, I don't really know where it goes. Yeah. How did you get inspired yourself? Where do you get your wisdom of, aside from the quotes and submissions for people on the website, what fills you? How do you keep yourself being to, to be so motivated? Where does that come from? That's a good question. Was your, were your parents optimists or naturally looking at the world from a unique perspective of hope? Um, faith? They were, they were, um, Catholic most definitely. Uh, I had an uncle who was a priest. So, um, yeah, I think faith had a lot to do with how they raised us. I went to Catholic school, grade school, high school. I was always pretty self-motivated because growing up with, um, I grew up in a family, there were six of us, six kids. And my dad uh, had, had been in World War II as a Army Air Force Sergeant. And so when he got released from the service, believe me, he thought we were still the people he was in charge of. Yeah. And I didn't like that at all. So I became the rebel and I was the one who would kind of deflect. And uh, he had some bully bullying tendencies to him, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think when you're in war and you have uh, people who, who report to you life and death, happens at that moment if you Mm -hmm. don't listen to the directions you could be killed yeah or you could have the other people with you killed so yeah we had a we had a good relationship for a long time and then eventually when I left to go to college we didn't have a good relationship and what changed oh yes well he said he would pay for me to go to school until about two weeks before I left and he said you know what I changed my mind you have to live at home and go to this school. And I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so I packed my bag, packed my car, went to campus about two weeks early and got, oh, tickets galore. Because as a freshman, you weren't supposed to have a car, number one <laughs> on campus. <laughs> and uh, I would get this letter telling me how much I owed. And I would say, okay, here's $20 if this isn't enough. I can't pay anymore. So then they would cancel the rest of my tickets. So I was just kind of like this rebel. I was just wandering. I was interested in so many things in life um, that I had to motivate myself because here, my support team that I thought I had, I didn't have that anymore. So Mm -hmm. I had to recreate who my support team was going to be. And so I have friends that I've been friends with for a long time. I have new friends. I just have a lot of diverse people around me. So they inspire me either by what they say, what they don't say, what they do or don't do. What are the things, what are the don'ts that you look for? Somebody who's mean, mean spirited. Mm. I don't like that at all. Somebody who's not kind to people who are different than they are. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a, that's a really big challenge for me. And I am, I'm not very quiet about my feelings with that uh, in regards to that. Mm-hmm. I don't like people who make assumptions about people they don't know mm-hmm. uh, or by outward appearances. 
I think yeah. what you do speaks so much louder than what you say. Mm. When when you worked, because you mentioned a car dealership, you mentioned um, internet, you worked work, you know, early technology, and then also Bars. the bar, right? Uh-huh. These are all like male dominated, or at least heavily male, and you're like the only female or the one of the few. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I loved it. Yeah, you, I think you found your lane here. <laughs> I was a tomboy. So, you know, it, it's really funny. Back in the day when women's lib was being talked about, I never really understood what the big deal was because I always felt liberated myself. Mm. You know, I was either the first or the only in every job I had. Yeah. You're like, what's the problem? Yeah. You know, <laughs> just uh, become the first or the only. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And don't be afraid. And don't be Um, afraid. And, you know, that's the big thing that people, I think, let get in their way is the fear, the fear that they're not going to be good enough, the fear that uh, what if it doesn't work out? You know, it's kind of like when people are deciding about a job, I go, look, it doesn't have to be your job for the rest of your life. You know, you can have other jobs. Mm -hmm. Just whatever you pick, just do it to the best of your ability. And then if it's not what you want, then look for something else, mm-hmm. but don't quit the job and then look for something else. Right. You know, because let's face it, we're in an economy where you do need to make money. Mm-hmm. So what did you learn at the bar? What did, what did that teach you? Oh my gosh. Uh, it taught me so many things. People are hilarious. They yeah. are absolutely hilarious. Um, The one bar that I worked at was called Pine Knob and Pine Knob is an outdoor music theater in Michigan. And I worked there for probably about 12 years. And so I got to see all the great bands and music genres of music. I liked music. I wasn't exposed to before. Mm -hmm. And in the bar area, uh, which was up in the ski resort, we had a long horseshoe shaped bar. It would seat about 40 people. So I would always introduce people across the bar from each other or next to each other so they could start having conversations and I could go do my other things. Yeah. Because you know? that's a lot of people to take care of. Yeah. yeah. And you want them to talk and connect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what my job was. Be the person to bring people together, to connect the dots. Mm. So I learned that being angry at somebody who's not doing what they're supposed to do is not necessarily the way you're going to get the situation resolved so I can remember breaking up many fights just kind of walking in between them and didn't really think anything was going to happen to me and I would say in a very low voice okay so if you hit this guy really what are you accomplishing you're hitting a I won't say the word so ooh, that's really yeah, people are going to think you're really cool after that. Yeah. And they would look at me like, gosh, I never thought about it that way. And I said, well, think about it. Is, is it worth you getting arrested or going to jail just to like prove your point? I mean, come on, get real. You're an adult. Move on. Yeah. So, yeah. And people, um, I always had a great time at the bar. Uh, people would laugh and we would have fun and we would party together afterwards. And uh, it was, it was a community. It was yeah. a really a community of people. And so having been through all of those experiences, what guides you now? What are your core values and beliefs that you 
that stay with you? Well, I, I definitely believe in God. I think that um, I'm not sure if it's a he or a she, but I do believe that there is something greater than me that controls the whole universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I'm connected to everybody and I believe that you are. Mm-hmm. I think that what I put out does affect other people. Yeah. And I try and do the best I can every day to bring something good to the world. Do I succeed every day? No, not really. I mean, I might succeed 80% of the time and then my humanness kind of comes yeah. out. Um, and I'm not perfect by any stretch of anybody's imagination. So um, I enjoy um, the dialogue I have with people who are on my daily list. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them on Facebook, I enjoy. I'm not really on Facebook very much. Um, I think the the platform has gotten a little out of control for me. I agree um, with you. I, I really agree with you. To me, it doesn't really interest me, but I do yeah. have a Facebook page for Motivate Us and I post a, a daily quote there and other people send me things that I will post. But um, as far as the viciousness, I feel very sorry for the generation that is entranced in this because this is not the way things work mm-hmm. with real people. Uh, you know, people have no problem saying something really nasty or negative and then apologizing for it later. And it's all supposed to go away. Yeah. doesn't work like that. Actually, no. there was this one story on your site, motivateus.com that I will never forget. And it was the post where it had the, um, like the dad with the son and the, and the fence with the wood, the wooden fence and the nails and you put the nails in and then you, he had the son take the nails out after he hammered them in. And he said, look, son, you can put a nail into someone with words, but you, and you can take it out. You can take it back. You can retract it. It doesn't take away the hole that's still there in the wood. Right. And I'm like, Oh man. So I've never forgotten that either. That's good. Here's one. Um, you know, what you say cannot be unsaid. Okay. What you hear cannot be unheard. What you do cannot be undone. Mm. So always think about that. You know, when, when you, if you ever feel the need to be mean or to say something to somebody, you know, is it kind? Is it true? Does it really matter? Because some people just have to say something regardless. Yeah. And what's the point? Do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? Do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? Mm-hmm. I choose um, effective. I choose effective too, but sometimes I want to be right. Like sometimes I think that's that little need. Like I just want to know I'm right. You are but, right. But you're, you know you're, you're right. right. <laughs> you know right. you're right. You don't need anybody else to tell you you're right. If you're I right, know. you're right. Yeah, I've, right. I've always been one of those people. I know that I'm right. And it's, it's really hard because other people are like, why are you always right? I said, I don't know. I just am. You know, this is just what I intuitively know. Yeah, um, let's, let's talk about intuition. I mean, do you consider yourself a very intuitive person? And what role does intuition play in your life? Um, I think I am very intuitive. Um, I 
think I'm, I have been tricked before, but overall my gut pretty much defines and directs me. How do I feel about something? Do I know something's going to be good or bad right off the bat? Mm, Probably 75% of the time I do, but I always have great expectations. I always expect good things to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think with that mindset, um, you become a little more intuitive. Um, Now I know people who are intuitive to the point where spirit speaks to them and then they come out and write something. I'm not that kind of intuitive. Yeah. Uh, But I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. I've only been really tricked a couple of times in the last 20 years. And uh, it's painful when that happens. It's painful. Tricked by people, by Uh bad intentions, wanting to like scamming or. Yes. Yes, exactly. And uh, one came to my attention. Oh, probably about six months ago, somebody on Facebook on the Motivate Us site said, have you seen this? And she sent me a link. And it was somebody that I mentored back oh, about, hmm, I think maybe Motivate Us had been on for two years, maybe two years. And this person called me, complimented me about the website. Oh, it's really great, blah, 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 blah. And so I went to their website and here was my website. They had stolen everything from Motivate Us. And I called them out on it. And I said, wait a minute, what's going on here? And oh, the apology. And oh, um, I had hired my cousins and, and they did that. I'll make sure it's taken away. I said, all right. And continued to call me usually once every two weeks. We would talk philosophy of life, what he was planning on doing, getting into the coaching business, getting into this and that. And so this article shows up and I read it. And the gentleman that interviewed him asked him some point blank questions. And all he said was, no, that's not true. No, I lied about that. No, I lied about this, lied about the degree he had, this and that. And I just went, wow. So he's a total fraud. Yeah, total fraud. Wow. And I spent a lot of time helping this guy. And it just, I don't know. So what's the red flag there? How do we, like, I guess there's like, what, a background check? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, a lot of big companies hired this guy and just believed what he said he had done. Yeah. And, and so he, he definitely profited yeah. a lot. And a lot of people that have come to my website and been published on my website, yeah, they've, they've grown in popularity. They have gotten book deals. Uh, you know, they've had their stories in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, mm-hmm. which is great. But how did they find them? Yeah. I know how they found them. Mm-hmm. I know how they found them. So does that make you happy when you see people who have benefited from the content that you produce and the content that you're putting out there? Um, does that make you feel better knowing that it's making an impact in a larger way in the lives of these other people? Yes. As a creative and as a, as a content producer, I, I would imagine that would be very painful for to have someone steal your content. Like it's your website and oh my God, how could you take away this, that you're working so hard to, to do. So I understand that part, but aside from that, I mean, how, how do you not get jaded by that? Well, there's not what you can do. 
I mean, yes, you can report them to Google and um, say, hey, you know, this person, here's, here's my proof. You go to the Wayback Machine and right. MotivateUs.com is there. They started me in 98, but I started in 97, uh, probably in October. It does. It, 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 had, it had hit me a couple of times in the early years ad where it was like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. I don't have, this is the one thing that I made a mistake. I don't have a team with me. I'm the person who reads the emails, who posts the, the quotes in the stories. So when I was 14 it. and I submitted my post, <laughs> you received it and then you put it on there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I'm saying, Nobody had personal websites back then. It was too expensive yeah. and they didn't know how to do it. Um, on my about page, it's, I have this quote from a guy uh, before 1999, there were no blogs to speak of. That's right. There weren't. So here I was and everything was in chronological order, you know, so today's post would be first and yesterday's and the day before and da, 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 da. It did bother me. It bothered me when I would search and there would be my website under somebody else's name. And they weren't even smart enough to mix things up. They just took it, copy and pasted, and away they went. And I thought, you know, yeah, it's 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 discouraging. Yeah, that 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 is discouraging. So, what do you do it for now? You're you know, wanting to, are you, are you wanting to grow the website? Where do you want yes. to take it? So I tell do us- want to grow the website. I'm, uh, I'm looking for a designer right now to help me on a volunteer basis okay. because I can't afford to pay them right now. Web designer, like, graphic designer, what type of designer? Yeah, I need, I need somebody to help me with the look and feel of the site. Okay. We, um, it's kind of like when you're building a house, we have the foundation, we have the walls, we have the roof. We need to decorate the inside, which is really the outside of the website. Right. I also want to talk to somebody, and I've, I've talked to a couple of people about how do you put together navigation for 4,000 plus pages? And I have enough, I just got myself a couple of databases of quotes. So we could end up with literally 50,000 to a hundred thousand pages mm-hmm. on this website mm-hmm. of information. I don't know how you do navigation for that. That's beyond my scope of work. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something I really have to think about. And I've done so much research and I am a researcher. I'm one of these like stealth researchers. I'm interested in a lot of different things with technology. So have I you looked into AI. And any software for being able to. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what my, my data guy is about. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, So that's where you're at now wanting to reorganize the website, modernize it in terms of searchability graphics. And then are you interested in publishing a book of your contents? Oh my God. I have probably, um, I would like to do it by the years. Almost. I, every Wednesday, I have uh, something extra that I, I include with my daily quote. And it's usually a story from the website or an article from the website. So yes, 
um, I do want to publish probably five or six books, Mm. you know, or maybe the first five years, the second five years, Mm -hmm. um, just to see where the thought patterns were in that time period, you know, because really our material is what I would call evergreen. Mm -hmm. It is something that is going to be around forever. Mm -hmm. And my, my largest project that uh, I want to come true is I want to start a nonprofit. So that motivate us will always be here. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you? I would say it means that what people so generously shared is not something that's going to be thrown away. There is a, it's kind of like a living entity in itself. The wisdom, the care, the love that people have put into sending their best parts of themselves and the, um, the experiences that made their emotions come forward in a way that it, it, it moved them to write. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would like to eventually also have some audio that's available, you know, maybe do something on YouTube where I talk through the site, uh, maybe pick a page and, uh, here's the story of the day and here's the lessons that I think can be learned from them, you know, to make it the website accessible for somebody who is blind to be able to have the website speak to them. Yeah. I think that would be cool. It sounds like you just, you want to honor these stories. I do want to honor the raw emotion that comes from the place of creativity and writing and that feeling like what you said, those experiences that bring forth those emotions. And then it causes people in their times of pain or grief or denial or love and joy and happiness Uh to express it to others. And that takes a lot of faith too. It takes a lot of courage and you have this great compository and it means so much to you. And I think it's beautiful how much you honor that from others and how you just, you could sense you just want to care for this work. You care for this work and you just want to see it flourish and thrive. I do. I want generations. I want this generation. I want the kids that are in grade school and high school and college to know about the website. So yeah, one more thing I need, I need, I need a marketing person. Uh, to help me too, because I'm a little overwhelmed with, I can wear a lot of hats at one time, but they're not all my areas of expertise. And so it takes me longer because I have to, I have to know more, you know, I'm just not satisfied with (laughs) a little knowledge. I need to really know how it works. So I'm thinking about maybe selling, selling sponsorships on the website Uh, maybe uh, somebody who wants to just have their name and their web address uh, under resources, that would be great. Or trying to invent something new, make it fun for people, Um, you know, because I want that to live too. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to honor all the people who have helped to make the site so great, either by contributing their ideas 
telling other people about it or just coming to read and feel like this is a community of like-minded people that I would like to know more about. Mm-hmm. So if we can get, if we can get people reinterested, it's been my little burden to carry. I want things to be done right now and trying to change this website isn't something that can happen right now. You know, we worked long and hard probably for the last three or four years trying to get this all accomplished. I wasn't the best client for my husband because I didn't have my requirements so that he could, like a, like a normal customer, say, okay, what are the requirements? This is how we're going to do it. This is phase one, phase two, phase three. No. <laughs> no, didn't happen quite that way. But mm. he's awesome. He is awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome with the data. It's just amazing to me. To anybody out there right now who's watching or listening, what do you want them to know about your journey, your story, about MotivateUs.com? What do you want them to take away? I want them to take away that this is a this is a different experience than a regular website where you go where all the quotes are the same. Okay, you can go to 10 different websites. They all have the same quotes on them. These have been handpicked, sent in by real people that once you decide that you need something a little more positive in your life, this is the place for you to come where you can sit relax and read, re-energize and get ready to take on whatever comes your way. We've been through it, all of us. We've all been at that point where we need that little extra push. And it's not something you do one time. This is something that you have to train yourself to do every day. So what will happen to you is if you do this every day for say 10 minutes a day, At the end of 30 days, I will guarantee you, your life is going to be different because you're going to think differently. You're going to act differently. You're going to be empowered. You're not going to feel like you're alone out there flailing around, no matter how old you are. Everybody has something to share that can help somebody else. So come join us, you know, come and uh, read what we have to offer and what can you help us with? We love everybody. Not everybody gets published. Some of them are, you know, a little too, uh, not really good enough for what my standards are. But with a little grooming, a little brushing up, I'll send it back and say, work on this a little bit more. It's not really clear. You know, I think you got it. Almost there. And, you know, Mm. be part of something that's great. Be part of something that has not gone away. We're going to be on the internet for 25 years. Who can say that? I can't even believe it myself. And I love your search feature too, because you search, you have the, the search feature by year, by Mm -hmm. month. So I could still go back. And so that's what I would do in high school. I would go and I didn't have a computer at the, at my house. So I'd go to the school library during my lunchtime and I'd use that computer because I love technology. Yeah. And I don't know if I Googled motivate me or something, but it led me, you were the first 
click. And then I would just do that every single day during lunchtime. And I would feed my mind and I didn't contribute for a good year. And uh-huh. I would just read and read and read. And one day you're going, I'm going through my feelings and I have this, you know, writing project. And I just wrote and I pressed submit. And that was up to that point, probably the scariest point of my life. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I just put this out there so personal and vulnerable, but yeah. then you feel like you're making a difference too. I know for a fact I've benefited from it. And I know that you're speaking truth when, with what you say right now, living proof. Well, thank you. I mean, I believe, I believe in the people. I believe that there's good in everybody. I believe that we're obliged to share that at goodness. Uh, because we need more of that in the world. We need, need more good news every day. Um, I would love it if every news station for the first 10 minutes of the news hour was nothing but what great things are happening in the world. The tiniest thing can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, they had something where a little raccoon got its head stuck in a sewer cover and by the kindness of people, they helped him get out. That's a little thing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That tells you what kind of people there are in the world, too. That somebody yeah. would actually go and help that. Okay, let's hear more of that. Let's wake up with that kind of attitude. And if we're not going to get from the news, then come to motivate us. Come to motivate us. Yeah. Well, I hope more people go to that website. Marlene, I hope more people find your website, motivateus.com. Well, thank you so much for sharing your voice, your story, your journey, and uh, for helping me kick off season three of this podcast, which is very much influenced and inspired by motivateus.com. Oh, thank you so much, Andrea. I I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tuesdays with Andrea. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you making the time to listen to mine. If you like this show and want to know more, check out TuesdaysWithAndrea.com or please leave a review on iTunes or drop a line in the YouTube comment section. Until next time, please stay kind in your mind, nice on the web, and stay hella hopeful in your heart.